Before we start the episode today, I just wanted to take a moment and sort of walk the walk uh, with regards to uh, being accountable for relationships. And I view um, our relationship to you as very valuable as you, the listeners, are the ones who make this podcast happen. So in the last few months, we wanted to take um, more of a... um, more of an involved approach with each one of you out there. And we wanted to take a moment uh, and release more often a DM a therapist segment. Um, So I wanted to humbly apologize for not meeting that goal. It is something that I am working towards and we're, to be honest, it's something that we would decided over the summer that we would, um, highlight and prioritize our relationship to our girls so we wanted to take and make sure that this summer is a great summer for them so that's the part where i ask uh, forgiveness and i apologize to everyone out there if there was not um, a dm therapist segment more often than the one that we are releasing today so my humble apologies and i do hope that you can find it in your heart to forgive us um yeah just wanted to be vulnerable, be open, and apologize for not uh, following through with our um, promise in the beginning of the summer. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Overcome Cafe DM a therapist segment. Hey guys, welcome to the Overcome Cafe tales of mind, body, and relationships. The one and only podcast that serves as a guidepost for driven people trying to reach their goals while keeping a healthy lifestyle. Are you an athlete or a professional who's considered driven but feels that this sometimes comes at a cost? Do you want to reach your goals but want to maintain a healthy lifestyle? Having a purpose and being goal-driven is like a marathon. In sharing our knowledge, we want to encourage folks by helping them build momentum via our collective wisdom. Hey everyone, LP here. Uh, before we listen to this uh, recording of Overcome Cafe DM a therapist segments, I just wanted to encourage everyone out there. I I just want to let you know that this is not a substitute for psychotherapy or you seeking help. If you have any serious issues, I encourage you to reach out to uh, your local community agencies, or you can even send us a message, and we'll try to. Uh, help you find uh, find some help in your in your area or online so thank you for listening to overcome cafe i'm really excited to show the episode today thank you so much for sending your questions and just demonstrating curiosity so uh, today's episode is going to be on what do i why do i feel depressed after succeeding or meeting one of my goals um can be in cycling, can be in running, can be in ultra distance, uh, but also it can be in life events like a new job. I, as soon as I get into, I met my goal, I kind of feel a little bit like a, a, a down period. It seems like uh, I'm feeling a bit more depressed or I have more sadness, more disappointment maybe uh, after I've met that goal. So today's episode will be about how to um, address and what is happening when uh, as soon as I achieve this goal I have this little dip uh, in mood so thank you guys for listening 
I'm LP Landry and this is Overcome Cafe DM a Therapist. Hey everyone, welcome to a new segment of uh, DM a Therapist with um, Overcome Cafe, Tales of Body, Mind and Relationship with nice. LP Landry. <laughs> <laughs> so Vicky decided to do it one cut. So let's start one cut. Uh, <laughs> I just suggested that we ease into it and my wife being the driven person that she is, decided bam. to, bam, surprise, <laughs> drop the mic or drop the LP. I don't know which one I'm dropping. I hope you're not dropping me. No, I'm not dropping the LP at all. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how you verify in a relationship if you're still healthy, I'm guessing. <laughs> Thank you, my better half, for sitting with me and wanting to discuss... Um, a great yes. topic that's been suggested great. to us by um, by people who listen to the podcast. So thank you so much for all your questions. And what we aim to do is to take maybe mm -hmm. a bunch of questions, use this inspiration to formulate mm -hmm. sort of a more um, broader question. But let's we'll stay as close as we can to the original question that was sent. And, yes. and I thought that was a great question, actually. Oh, so much insight and very interesting question that uh, I realized that we we can all experience, uh, but that we not a lot of people raise that question. Mm. So it was a very interesting, um, and uh, it was sent to us. Um, would you care to let us know, LP? What what was the question that was? Uh, sent to us so i i the question that was sent to us uh was uh why um why do i feel uh, depressed after the bigger the ride essentially mm -hmm. um the bigger the i'm gonna add that part but the bigger the anticipation of a ride mm -hmm. why do i feel depressed for the next few days um I think that was a terrific question. Yes. What about you? Yes, absolutely. Because I find it can be personal to everyone, but mm -hmm. it can also be, there are some general points too, I think that can be, uh, that can be raised, that can be explored. Yes. Um, and of course we all have our, our personal take, um, on that as well. So, uh, and I love, uh, I love, I love when athletes come forward and ask questions. Yes. I think, This is one way to uh, break isolation and it's a way to contribute to the greater good mm. by having a different perspective on how we set our mind on a goal, how we achieve that goal, but also how do we keep on moving after the goal is done? Mm -hmm. Like we, um, I know I love that question. So essentially, why do I feel depressed after I do a big ride? Yeah. Uh, I could push that uh, when I have a big event because it's very common also in other areas, not only in cycling. Right. So weddings. why do we feel depressed? Weddings, exactly. Weddings, any any life events, <clears throat> big events. I find that there's a lot of joy and and excitement in the anticipation of that event and what it will bring us and there's a lot of energy there's more than and anticipation is a great word i think because when we look at that anticipation 
can be like exciting, fun,、mm-hmm. but also a bit nerve-wracking. Right? Yeah.、Absolutely. Let's be honest. Like having the <laughs> the wedding day jitters. Yeah.、Uh, the day before, not everyone has it, of course, because we're all different.、Yeah. But、uh, many events, like life events and cycling long distance, I know for me,、uh, and also to be full confession, I decided that I would. Uh, go on my own experience and try to gather a little bit my thoughts and、mm-hmm. my experience post ride. So I did a long ride lately, and I decided that I would sort of sit with it and let that reality sink in a little bit. Right.、Um, and I've noticed a few of the things that I, might be、um, an interest or a,、uh, something of a starting off point. Mm. To finding solutions to that, so、right. I know the the tendency is to go in neuroscience. We and I athletes out there they like the concrete neuroscience stuff, but、sure. I am not a neuroscientist, and I listen to neuroscientists who do terrific podcasts, who have given a lot better explanation on what happens in the body. But the human being is. There's different models, and I don't want to restrict it、mm-hmm. to only neuroscience. And I want to give、um, a considered this approach、mm-hmm. rather than, oh, this is the way to、um, mm. move forward after we do an achievement.、Mm. So I'm going to be talking a lot today. I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, so when we do the DM therapist segment, it's always we. I want to remind people that this is only our humble opinion. Yes, we. I am a therapist, and Vicky is a counselor, and we both work in the mental health field in varying positions. But we have your interest at heart, and this is not a substitution for therapy.、Uh, if、right. you need therapy out there, reach out. There's. There's a if you live in a city,、yes. there's a therapist in your city. They、sure. exist. If you don't know, send us questions. Send us a LP. Could you help me in my area? I want to find a therapist. A great way is Psychology Today.、Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to look for a therapist, right now it's online. We use、uh, online mediums to、uh, give therapy. I've been giving online therapy for the last two years,、uh, a year and a half now,、mm-hmm. uh, and it's funny because. What people thought would not be working actually works.、Mm. If I can see somebody's face and hear his voice or her voice, I can help that person. And a lot of therapists out there can do the same. I think we're all、uh, there、mm-hmm. to help. And I just wanted to remind you that DM a therapist is just a segment in a podcast. It's not a therapy. So I'm glad、right. that you're participating. And no worries, we keep. We keep it、uh, confidential when it, somebody sends us a question, but at the same time, this is a podcast. It's not a therapy, and I、right. hope that the tools we suggest help you on maybe some questionings that you might have.、Mm-hmm. So it's about answering questions, not providing a therapy. I just wanted to clear that, that out. Yeah, made yeah. that clear for everyone. So we can start. So the big life events.、Um, I know in neuroscience we talk a lot. About endorphins and other chemicals in our body that react when we live、mm-hmm. through experiences, and for me, it's a little bit of the chicken or the egg type、mm-hmm. of approach. I want to make sure that uh, when um, we think about that, 
that maybe there is more than one door we can use mm -hmm. after a big event or a big ride or a big moment. And I'm, I think I'm hearing a little bit of a going in my, my headphones. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I just wanted to make sure that uh, we were as precise as we could. So um big life events like let, let's name like two or three like that big ride is a great example we can feel depressed for two or three days first off it depends on how where our heart was when we started the event mm. or the long ride mm -hmm. um like if that's a goal in itself that's great mm. but most people who research the subject are, agree upon that um, those type of events, like that one-time thing, is not the end. It's actually the beginning. Right. So how do athletes like who What ride... What does it mean for them? What does an event mean for, uh, for you? So let's yeah. say I want to have, um, I want to do like 200 kilometers on my bike. That for me... <laughs> Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, it's it's big. But when yeah. you look at Matt, Matt does that yeah. sometimes twice a week or right. maybe 170, 150 and does a couple of rides a week like that. And if, if you look at pro athletes, they do that like six, seven hour mm -hmm. bike rides, four hour bike rides. It depends on the training schedule, depends on the uh, competition they want to do. Like if the Tour de France is coming, well, it's a different preparation. And I'm pretty sure that people don't feel depressed after each ride they have mm -hmm. because they've built their system in a way. And I think that's reflective of our, of our neuroscience afterwards. Wow. Like my endorphins are probably more level because I've been doing this more consistently. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm saying like one event versus one identity. Right. So that's the shift I'm making. And I'm using more of a psychotherapeutic approach to it. Yeah. Um, so when you hit like a milestone, like a yeah. cycling milestone or cycling race um, that has holds maybe more meaning or, um, or that you've anticipated um, to reach, uh, that will impact you differently totally like yeah. the drop in energy people like for me when i because i cannot speak for the people who asked me the question because we're all different human beings and yeah. i am not aware of uh where their life is how important it was uh the impact of it but i'm pretty sure like uh, a lot of cyclists out there including the person that asked the question is a great cyclist mm -hmm. and like the person said it it I felt great after a few days. So it means that probably the drop uh, after, there's also a, a functionality to that. Yeah. Like when we do a big effort in life, like we work towards um, a cycling long distance right. one time, or that's the main, that's the peak of our summer. Mm. Um, when we do those events, it's funny because our time was occupied by a lot of preparation before. Yeah. Like Towards that goal. For me, I cycle more often when I get ready for longer distances. And I'm not aiming on distance each time. I'm just aiming to get out there, to have mm. saddle time that we call. Mm. Um, if you think about that, and it could be for work, like mm. you're investing more time 
because you want that promotion or you have an mm. event, a presentation. And it's really important because you value your work. Yeah. Uh, so that work aspect actually um, entails extra energy coming out of your mind right yeah. like you concentrate you research uh, you want to practice you dry run you run ideals with colleagues and yeah. family members and you get ready and then the big day arrives yeah you give it all you give it all <laughs> and maybe you enter the flow state or you enter in this performance aspect of it where it <laughs> like every wedding day Uh, you asked a question to the, the married couple mm -hmm. on a wedding day. Do you remember speaking to five people? And people will say, mm, kind of, but yeah. it feels like I was on a cloud a little bit. Yeah. That I, I was there, but I was not there fully and uh, fully focused on something. Right. Yeah. Um, sometimes focus can be good yeah. in the sense that if you want to pay attention to what you're doing, Uh, like in cycling, for example, focus can be good, but I've I've found that uh, we're all different, and mine is much more of a calming down my system mm. when I'm doing longer distances. But also, I'm pretty at peace with being bored on a bike. Yes, and you and I we spoke about this lately, and it's it's. Um It's really, uh, it's been stuck with me that there's something that happens in our minds. We have to sort of relearn to be bored or, mm -hmm. um, and I've caught myself ever since we've, we've talked about that, that I, um, as soon as I feel a little bit bored, you know, we'll go, I'll go on my phone, I'll go on, I'll be doing something. It's we'll like do a form thing, of distraction, thing, a distraction and So now I'm more mindful that, okay, it's part of my process. I want to actually be bored so that I can develop like some tolerance with that mm -hmm. and um, just kind of slow things down, slow like the rhythm down a little bit. And, and, and yeah. if we break it down, that's it. being bored is just sitting yeah. and being comfortable, just uh, freestyling thoughts, feelings. Yeah. Yeah. To be able to tolerate like, okay, I'm feeling bored about this idea. But oftentimes when we be still in a moment, I've noticed that uh, I'm open to different alternatives, right. different considerations. Uh, something I didn't think about For with sure. regards to something specific. Like <laughs> oftentimes it's like I get, I get a solution when I'm bored. Yeah, like I think like there it opens a gateway for creativity or even just processing things mm -hmm. and sort of um i feel like there's a word like detox <laughs> like it just detoxing <laughs> like our body word. you know like at night that's what we do you know we our system like yes. flushes all the it, it it processes all of of what went through in the last 24 hours mm. um things that we didn't have a chance to process will often go into our dreams or so um mm -hmm. so You know, I feel like when when our day goes by so fast, our things go by so fast, it's there's really a purpose in in being bored. And yes. there's a lot of gold in it. I'm I'm sure if as I if if we continue to practice that. Because um, when we're bored, we're identifying stuff. We're tolerating identifying stuff. I mean thoughts, feelings, or um solutions to problems we uh, we were trying to work at and stuff like that yeah. so we learn to tolerate a bit that experience and 
by keeping uh, sort of an openness, mm. a curiosity, uh, a childlike wonder, like mm-hmm. we've said a lot. Um, I think we're opening a gate to letting like new knowledge come in. Right. Like being curious about that new knowledge and trying to apply it. So what does that look like after we do a big ride? It's because then when the ride is done, it's done. Yeah. Like the high of the ride and the actual ride for me, I like graveling. So I love being in nature. I love hearing like the tires. Like I know the difference between tubeless tires and tube tires when it rolls on the gravel Hmm. it doesn't sound the same the Hmm. feeling isn't the same and the definition of fun is varying like you Hmm. can have fun uh, in the beginning because you're smelling fresh hair and you're outside and the sun is shining (laughs) on your face yeah but you can have fun because the last time you climbed that hill you had a lot of difficulty and now you're fitter and you're climbing that hill and it's, you're su- you're having a little bit of a short-term success there. Mm-hmm. So, of course, uh, this will reflect in our biology inside. Mm-hmm. So that's why I like to keep calm while doing those events, not to have like this adrenaline rush. And mm-hmm. when it's fun, it's fun. Mm-hmm. I let myself have, have fun and feel joy. But also when it's difficult, I acknowledge that it's difficult. And you know what? It doesn't define me. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing I didn't know from the person in the question. I didn't let, like the two days after the long ride, I didn't let that long ride define me. Mm. And also I didn't let my, I didn't invalidate my feelings. Mm. I just accepted them for what they were. Right. So for me, th- that marathon after the event, because the marathon starts, the marathon of managing myself, managing how I feel, showing self-compassion, being kind to myself mm. after the event, not self-attacking, not trying to compare, not trying to strive yeah. in unhealthy ways. Because that's what there's a lot of, um, you know, we hear a lot about the preparation part mm-hmm. of an event mm-hmm. and how... We should be our own coaches, encourage each other. There's a lot of positive thinking, but we don't really talk about what happens after the event. How I to feel stay. like it's an industry secret. Yeah. Like you have to be a pro cyclist with a coach mm-hmm. and a team to have access to that industry secret. What do we do mm. post-ride? Yeah. Uh, and I love that. I'm not, I'm not mocking it for that sake, but I feel like there's for the... It, it's almost like it has less... Uh, value or it's not that it has less value i i think it's so important yeah that people might not want to be generous with it Hmm. might not want to share that much about their experience post-ride right because all we hear about post-ride is nutrition sleep and trying to self-care recovery which is part of training recovery is training And a lot of people do it well, and I lack research on that because I am not a, a pro athlete. I'm, I'm, I'm an average sec- cyclist or an above average cyclist, maybe, if you compare to everyone in the world. But then again, I don't want to compare. I just want to name my experience. Mm-hmm. But when I look at that, I'm like, huh, it's true that I don't 
it's not plastered all over the place. You have to research it. Like Irene Matt's blog, for instance. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of nuggets of wisdom in Matt's blog. I'm sure, yeah. Like Matt Matt is very generous with his knowledge. Mm -hmm. And and I remember him telling me that he wanted to do the podcast because he wanted to inspire people to do it. To just cycle and share that love of cycling. Well, I've listened to... uh, to your episodes and wow there's the yes there's so much generous knowledge and mm-hmm. um and practical too mm-hmm. and and you were saying something like that the recovery part is the beginning or yes this so, is where it starts yes. actually because when we shift perspective from impact which is the one event okay. to identity I'm a cyclist who does long distance. Hmm. Then our body adapts to that. Hmm. Like if you set your mind on your identity, the rest will follow. Right. If you know who you are, the rest will follow. Yeah, I've I've done that experience when we did uh, our episode that when I, I, for the first time, I said, I'm a cyclist, but it was mm-hmm. so hard when I said it. Mm-hmm. It was so hard. <laughs> and I and I felt the shift in my mind to be like, that's it. You're, a, you know, you got your bike, you're a cyclist. It doesn't mean you're a pro or you have to that's it. do this and that to, to be a cyclist. And I was like, okay, that, that insight crept. <laughs> and now, and now I felt like, okay, well, to sort of respect that I I, I want to go more often because mm-hmm. um, I identify as a cyclist. So it, yes. it sort of gave me that extra motivation. And what else? Because it probably did. It seems like it shifted your perspective on something. Mm-hmm. Um, that I don't need like a standard of some sort to be a cyclist. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my mind, I had to do just uh, so much long distance or, or, you know, speed so much to, in order to be, to, f- to consider myself a cyclist. And those are all things that I've created myself in my mind. <laughs> and it's true. And it, that's it. It's and like those rites of passage that yeah. once you're there, what we do that as therapists as well. Once I did that training, then I'll be a competent right. therapist. I'll be a pro therapist. Yeah. I'll be, there's no Olympics for therapy, but I'll be, I'll win the gold medal in the yeah. psychotherapy Olympics, which don't exist, yeah. but still. And, and you know, it's, and, and see all of we those celebrate ex- like what we find our big achievements yes, yes. determined by ourselves you know so so and this is all impact like one yeah. event defines my identity right. whereas i think we should go the other way around exactly i'm a cyclist that does 155k yes, yes. so i'll be doing that a little bit more often yeah not let what we do define yes. our yes. our identity or i'm a cyclist who goes cycling four times a week right we can put a number on it but the number is not as important as i am a cyclist who does this yeah so the next day after i was done the 155k i was still a cyclist it's just that i was not on the bike at that moment mm, yeah hm. so i was transitioning we use in the, in the psychotherapy world, there's the interpersonal psychotherapy that exists. And we talk about role transitions. Hmm. We talk about uh, grief, uh, isolation, yeah. and interpersonal disputes. You might think this is not related, but it actually is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a micro role transition. So in each role transition, 
this is sort of a, it's a grieving of another identity. Hmm. Like for instance, I uh, I'm a psychotherapist who worked in a hospital. Yeah. And then I decided to uh, to be a psychotherapist who works from home. Right. So working from the hospital was providing something like on my identity level. Right. So I do uh, I used to do a lot of group therapy, personality oh, yeah. disorder therapy. So I was a therapist who was doing live sessions. Yeah. And then I transitioned out of the hospital. So I don't do group therapy anymore. Not that I don't want to, but it's just a bit more complicated because it's not organized by me. Hmm. So then shifting from the hospital to home, I needed to grieve a role that I used to have, hmm. let go of a role and then embrace a new role. So therefore, grieve old uh, habits, yeah. old identities in order to learn the skills that I need in the new identity. Right. Yeah. So, Because you... Yes. It, it does feel like you're moving forward, you know, yes. going out of the hospital to... Um, being a dad at home. Right. Being able to uh, have the interface between cycling and psychotherapy, yeah. which is sort of what we do, even the podcast, we talk about cycling a lot. But right. cycling is, a, uh, for me, it's an identity as well, because I do see myself as a cyclist. Mm -hmm. But also the vehicle of cycling can be adaptable to different types of situations. Mm. So there's there's potential grieving moments mm -hmm. after the achievement, after the life event. Yes. Um, and it's true. It's true. When we got married, um, you know, I I didn't, I don't know, I guess I, I grieved, but I remember grieving more the before uh, we got married to like, I'm, you know. Being a, a, a couple dating without children. Pre-married. Yes. <laughs> and pre-married and okay i guess i'm i'm getting older in my mind it was okay it's the next mature step to do for me and it was it was a grieving moment even though we were heading towards something that i was happy and for me it was a sign of moving forward but um there is still uh, yes because sometimes sadness. i think we view like the high and the lows yeah. but i would like to just shift that a little bit not to limit it Although it's very important to look at that, but it's how good are we of being sad and letting go of something? Yeah. Because letting go is a great skill, mm. but it's tough to do sometimes. Mm. Like letting go that, okay, I've done this. Yeah. Now, how can I learn from this and let that thing, that impact go And because that's not my identity. It's just what I do. Right. What yeah. I do as a cyclist, I do a bunch of stuff. I could be cycling five kilometers mm. and still be a cyclist. Mm -hmm. I could be cycling 250 kilometers, 500 kilometers and still be a cyclist. Hmm. It's just that those two experiences in cycling are very different and a lot of little micro roll transitions have happened from that five kilometer cyclist to 500 kilometer cyclist. Hmm. And it's funny because like if we end up doing, let's say my standard now is 150. Yeah. Then I will not have that depressed feeling because it's part of my identity. 
right? Let's say you aim for another ride, something goes wrong, not planned, mm-hmm. you don't do the 150. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there can be disappointment. For me, it, it doesn't and, matter to me. Yeah. Because it's not where I see my worth. It won't change that. Okay. No. That's... And I, I'm not assuming that that other people don't do what I do as well. I think a lot of us, it's like, okay, but it's part of the game. And yeah, yeah. it's what happens. Yeah. But when we do that singling out of one big event yeah. and we feel depressed after that, it's because we've automatically let go of a lot of preparation. Most of the times people stop preparing after they're done the event. Mm. So they stop doing something they were doing before. So it didn't become a, like a standard or a, a small casting a vote in the identity. It became the essence in itself. So it means in the end. Mm. But the means to the end will feel depressed after that because then then what? Mm-hmm. Hmm. In, in marriage, it happens a lot. But we forget that marriage is the beginning the marriage day the wedding day is the beginning it's the beginning it's not the end yeah but we behave like it's the end yes we we look at oh my god we get prepared and we do everything (laughs) and i remember our our wedding was a it was a small wedding like but it was still stressful yeah yeah. it was still stressful it was fun yeah but like if one thing is missing like our photos are not going to be the same Yes, I was actually more stressed for the second event that we did after to invite all the other people. We did like the wine and cheese and I was more stressed because just of all the people that that was just that's just part of my dynamic of, of but wanting it's part to of your for, for others. others and that's part I of your identity. See, you were more stressed with that thing because yeah. that was closer to your identity. Yes, I'm, hosting, I'm a hostess. To, yeah. I'm not the. I'm not even the bride to be celebrated. I'm the host. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that for you is more stressful because then you've got skin in the game. Hmm. It means that. Yeah. What do I mean by skin in the game? It means that you've got an emotional involvement. Yes. It means something. Yes. Yes. I I attribute a lot of value. I love having people over Mm -hmm. and that they feel like they're they can rest and and that's it fun. Yes. And you know what? Sorry if I interrupted you, but the Mm -hmm. part is when you have skin in the game, it means it becomes more personal. Hmm. And then if it's great for performance for one event, but does that bring value to your identity? Right. Right. Do you learn new skills? Are you opening up new avenues in your life that you didn't? consider before right yeah so i think the fact that i'm willing to consider new avenues makes the depressed mode be less depressed right i'm not as sad or as frustrated or isolating i'm actually taking care of myself and i value that when i value that i don't feel depressed hmm wow it's when i stop valuing taking care of myself that I sort of feel depressed. And mm. depression, by the way, it's not sadness that produces the... If you look at the DSM mm-hmm. criteria for depression, it's isolation, suicidal thoughts, uh, gain of weight, loss of weight, a bunch of symptoms yeah. that are often linked to frustration and mm-hmm. anxiety. Yeah. So 
we and think about it you want to give a a hug to your a close one that you love a child for example mm -hmm. you give them a hug they're frustrated they're going to push you back so it's not a pleasant contact right for them or for us because they push us back yeah but if they're sad and if you relate to that sadness is actually brings us closer mm -hmm. so when we say depressed it's not necessarily sadness no no it's more numbing more uh, a lot of frustration stuff right. like that that isolates us yeah so that's why i bring that nuance to depression so i know that if i become isolated mm. what do i need to do actually accept that experience for a moment mm -hmm. consider it and think am i be am i frustrated right now mm. am i grieving a little bit that i've invested all that energy and maybe that 155k it might have not, might not have been all fun mm. Mm. I might have pushed myself a little bit right. there. And what can I do to take care of myself? So as soon as I'm done with some like a big event, I choose to value taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. I choose to value loving kindness towards myself mm. and towards others as well. Because I don't like I don't live in my room. No. <laughs> <laughs> so of course I think of my partner i think of my loving mm -hmm. wife who's in front of me and i think of my kids and i think yeah. of other things that are integral parts to my identity my identity right so well. also uh spending time or um yes uh, attributing more time with with other areas of your identity too totally hmm interesting love it totally oh sorry my, i thought it was my daughter coming in <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so yes so, oh well that's so good um and uh absolutely i find it it can be the beginning of um of just like another another level but also mm -hmm. the beginning of uh, you know entering a different type of identity that yes. uh, we sometimes put ourselves i mean we we do that we put ourselves into boxes or or compartments yes. because we need some kind of you know guidepost but it's it's, it's it becomes how do we it balance, becomes a trap too yes yeah. how do we balance those guideposts it's, it's a great perspective Vicky, because that's it uh, how do we balance wanting to be the best version of ourselves mm -hmm. but also not putting too much emotional energy into it that it defines who we are right exactly like that one event shouldn't define who i am yeah but it's part of my cumul cumul cumulative oh that was a difficult word for me mm -hmm. cumulative experience so i'm casting a vote like uh, james clear says and the person i want to become mm -hmm. so if i want to become uh, one type of cyclist then what am i doing today that is getting me closer to mm. that experience. Mm -hmm. So we need its consistency. And when we're consistent, it's funny, the, the drops in mood, they sort of go away. Mm -hmm. That's why pro cyclists don't talk about feeling depressed after each ride they do. Mm. And it's pretty long distance. And it's mm -hmm. like, it's very impressive. When I look about that, I look at that, it's like, wow. But this is their standard. Yeah. This is their identity in this moment. And 
a big thing for cyclists and for people who work as soon as one arena of your life becomes the the master of your identity i think you become a slave to it Hmm. that's it eh i think we become a slave to oh i'm only a cyclist no like the day after i'm not only a cyclist i'm a dad and i love that experience yeah i'd like to consider that being a dad can be a a great part of my identity Mm -hmm. and also being a husband Mm. how can i be today how can i cast a vote in the husband i want to be for vicky So I like your awe, <laughs> but that you're applies. You're always my husband, even when you're away on, you know, 150 Ks and stuff like that. That won't. Yes. We're talking about the, the cycling widow syndrome. <laughs> oh, yes. That's another, <laughs> that's another topic for, topic. Uh, for us, but it's a great topic that we can talk yeah. about a little bit better. But it, in order to give like sort of an operational thing, a very like uh, implementing approach, I just wanted to like bring attention to um, to what we say in interpersonal psychotherapy and what we mm-hmm. say in mentalization-based therapy. Those therapies are two separate. But in interpersonal psychotherapy, we talk about role transition. Yeah. So what am I transitioning to? Mm-hmm. What do I need to let go in this old role? And what skill do I need to embrace more in this new role? Mm-hmm. So now that I've done 155K, mm-hmm. what next? Mm-hmm. And what next that confirms my identity? That's what I would add to this. Right. Because there's so much information in how we feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and feelings don't need to lead us necessarily. It doesn't mean not that all the time, if I'm of feeling... Course not depressed or anger um it doesn't mean that i i have to um go down that that road but it it does carry information it carries information but we don't need to feed them exactly oh great exactly you said we don't need to feed them yeah uh sorry i didn't know that's exactly the we don't need to feed them um but also what i'm hearing is that staying curious of What type of information is it telling me? Mm-hmm. Um, because that can really be a factor to bring into your next level, into your into your process. For- and in a great challenge like that, I want to encourage people is next time you have a big event and you feel that drop in mood after the event, like why why do we do that part? Like there's an active part of us. Mm-hmm. There's also the biological part of us that we sort of live the experience of our chemicals inside our body but there's also we're doing something so the chemicals come in as well yeah it's not uh i think it's intertwined it's holistic it's a full part and i think when we give full credit to only chemicals then we take away a little bit of that free will and i believe we do have we have so much power in and we can trigger like our brain is not going to make the difference if i'm attacking myself And, or mm. if somebody else is criticizing myself. Mm. So I don't, and I don't believe that. And I think, and it's funny because when we have the, this social brain, we get to use uh, relationships in our mind to feel better. Mm. Like those days can be, who is important to me in my life right now? Yeah, I would like to encourage people to think of and be mindful of your relationships. Yeah. If you think about a good relationship, 
that can help you self-regulate your emotions. Mm. It people have great relationships have better like um, immunization. Like uh, immunization. No, no. Uh, immune system. Immune system. They, they have better immune system. They have more joy in their life. They feel more satisfied. Yeah. They feel more happy. So yeah. when we have good relationships, it makes a difference. So that's a skill we should embrace more. Why don't people... Like, that's my question for myself. And yeah. I'm, it's not a criticism. Yeah, I think they, call it, they call it interpersonal activation. And there's been so much research with pain too. How... Yes. Um intimate um whether it's you know it doesn't have to be an intimate partner it can be a friend or someone that you uh have a secure attachment yes close bond with Mm. that it reduces uh the 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 pain sensation they've done research with women in labor (laughs) with mris and they've proven that women feel the the pain of labor much less when they're with their when they have a close bond with the person they're with totally yeah and i think it's a great thing because when we like when we have children when we get married Mm -hmm. when we have that promotion at work when we do a cycling event when we do long distances like i first of all it is normal that we feel a lull afterwards but just be curious of that lull maybe it's telling you that okay now we need to sit with something and integrate new information Mm, that's it and sometimes we're i'm not always comfortable with rest (laughs) Mm -hmm. so i know that for myself that is something that i have to a skill definitely that uh, i want to do and i look at my kids and they are so good at resting Mm. so good at having fun like there's a playfulness and rest and it doesn't have to um like yes i've like boring is definitely uh something to tolerate and and develop but also there's definitely some some, some playfulness yes. and in rest and to be a childlike and, in rest and it's true that's a great great perspective like being in rest if we value rest as well mm. well you should rest your mind mm-hmm. in rest mm-hmm. and it's a skill i think like that's why feeling bored can become a strength. Mm. Like rest is a necessary part. Yeah. But do you allow yourself to be in rest? Mm. Do you allow yourself to just let rest take care of you? Mm-hmm. That's a question I want to challenge people yeah. with. And trust. Like for me, it's to trust that rest has a benefit like something like that that i will benefit from and for real yeah because mm-hmm. that's a validated experience up to date when you're rested you felt better mm-hmm. when you have a cold it's funny when we have a cold we know rest is important yeah but for other areas in our life it seems like it's we can't apply it there mm-hmm. and i don't want to give a, a zero-sum approach to yeah. this but I just want to evoke a little bit of reflection on how we position ourselves towards an experience makes a big difference. For instance, I value rest. Hmm. So when I'm when my brain tries to distract me from rest, I take usually long breaths. Hmm. And sometimes it's funny because I'm going to share something an inner part of our couple. <laughs> 
uh, if it's okay. It's not, yeah, it's yeah, not a sure. huge disclosure, but sometimes I'm sitting with Vicky and she'll ask me, are you okay? You just sighed loudly. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I, and I just, what is my usual response, Vic, on this? Oh, you'll say like, yes, I'm just letting go. I'm just breathing. Breathing and yeah. Cause I, once in a while I like to voluntarily or mindfully or willfully uh, take a deeper breath mm-hmm. and release something. And it sounds like I'm annoyed sometimes, I think. I think for you, the external person, it's like, oh, is he annoyed with something? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me, it's like... Yeah. Like one deep breath once in a while does good. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. for me, letting go of something... It, it feels great, actually. I'm not like an ultra joy. I'm not on the high. Actually, I appreciate calm. Yeah. And I value calmness. And I know that if I'm cycling and I'm calm, this is great. Mm-hmm. If I'm sitting and reading a book that I don't understand or I'm trying to grasp a concept, like when we do the preparation for the podcast, we do check-ins together over mm-hmm. a few days before the podcast comes. Yeah. And you'll ask me a question. Typically, it'll be, how do you feel about the podcast? How do you feel about the preparation? Mm-hmm. And I'll say, you know what? I, I'll get there. Yeah. Or what else do I say? What, no, what's that's a, pretty much, yeah. It sums that up? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it'll work. I'll figure out something. And usually it's because I've been bored and I sat with it. Yeah. And, and I let that question sink in. Yeah, because then out of the blue, you'll be like, okay, so I, I would like to uh, talk about this and that. And I'm like, where did that come from? And and it's often after a bike ride, after you've rested. I noticed that too. I kept after space coffee. for it. <laughs> after coffee. <laughs> yeah, because this is our touch, touch base moment oftentimes. Yeah. But I want to encourage people like to embrace those situations. And I, I know we're near the end and I'm hoping that this gives at least of um, inspiration a little bit to people to start start looking at rest or different moments as, you know what, how does this get me closer to the person, I the identity I want to invest in? Mm-hmm. So if I'm to become a long-distance cyclist, what do I need to do today to be a long-distance cyclist? Hmm. And I'm pretty sure that after a while, yes, you might feel the drop in energy, but that drop in energy doesn't need to be depressed. Mm-hmm. That drop in energy doesn't need, if you accept it mm. as part of the process, it will less dominate you. Right. Because I think sometimes that's what happens is we feel something, there's discomfort, and then we sort of panic with it. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people, that's what they do. A lot of very driven people tend to want to always be moving forward. Right. But we forget that even the the fastest car needs to have gasoline or electric-powered batteries recharged <laughs> yeah. in, the, in them. Mm. And mm. unless we have that fuel, well, we're going to have a strong motor yeah. going nowhere. Hmm. And I think being calm and accepting that is part of the fuel. Showing love and kindness, being kind with ourselves, showing compassion, 
Um, I encourage people who are spiritual, like to do your spiritual practice and that all, all those things can contribute to learning new skills and the new role you're trying to embrace. Yeah, there's, yes, absolutely. There's definitely gold and and so much purpose and rest and um an identity an identity and that you can carry through your next your next phase your next level that's it and if you want to do 175k it doesn't matter the number because you're actually casting a vote in the identity you want to become yeah Hmm. so therefore if it becomes that new standard for yourself it becomes that it's just my. It's just me doing what I'm doing. Mm. It's no longer this thing we put on the pedestal. It's more. This is who I am, and this is how I express who I am. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So I hope. Uh, I, I hope, hope you, it was useful. Yes. I, <laughs> yes, and I, I. I hope people will. Uh, you know, feel inspired to. Uh, to continue on in. in with those with those guideposts that you uh that you share thank you so much lp yes thank you vicky thank you everyone for sending in your questions thank you so much for your participation the overcome cafe dm therapist is in full swing so don't hesitate to send us your questions wherever you see our social media posts send us a question that's the easy way to do it but I just want to encourage like everyone out there, like be driven and vulnerable, mm-hmm. like be driven and vulnerable. Because if you think about it today, that, that, that sums up our conversation today. Hmm. Exactly. Like what, what is a great tool being driven? What is a great tool being vulnerable? Vulnerable, staying in touch with yourself. In and, touch with yourself. Yeah. Yes. And embracing relationships as a way yes. to regulate your emotions. Mm-hmm. We think about like life, life hacks, which I don't like. Yeah. Because I think it's a cheat I know, sheet. I know. It sounds like it's a recipe, a, but... It's a cheat sheet. Life hacks are not life hacks. It's a shortcut to something. Yeah. There's no shortcuts. Yeah. There's consistent work. Mm. Like therapy is consistent work. Right. Consistent change. Your making identity. Making new habits. Making new habits, embracing those new habits and doing them consistently. Even if you do it a little, it's still more than if you hadn't done anything. Mm. And if you do it a lot, how do you maintain that by doing little things that keep you there? Yeah. So thank you so much, Vicky, for being the host today. Oh, no, thank you. I, I got like just I like losing myself a little bit in what you're saying. So I kind of <laughs> lost track of the end. But, <laughs> but um, everyone. Have, Vicky uh, did a great job, everyone. Oh. She says she lost track. I'm going to call her out on this. You did well, Vicky. Thank oh, you so well, much. Thank you. And thank you for everything that you brought to us. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of an Overcome Cafe DM a Therapist. Um, thank you, Vicky, for being a, such a kind host and being the volunteer to um, doing the, a little bit of a tennis match with my uh, our ideas, how they evolve, and also like feel free to give us feedback on social media on our website, overcomecafe.com. 
and uh, feel free to comment on our podcast which will be released in the next next few weeks so um yeah thank you vicky for your time thank you everyone for sending your questions and i hope that it's not an end in itself that it's more the beginning of a transformation for everyone out there thank you for um i love saying thank you and if you listen to many of our uh recordings you'll find that i aim to have a grateful heart so that's why i thank people a lot Uh, because I don't take this for granted and I know that um, by just spending time listening to what I say um, I hope that this makes you um, more strong or more willing to have the courage to um, be vulnerable and take that next step and just grow my why is to help people so that they grow and i hope this is reflected in each segment of our podcast this is lp landry you can look us up on uh, instagram lp landry un- underscore overcome cafe and matt search at psychosomatic uh, on instagram and you can look us up same handle on tiktok so we started to um, be we hope an encouragement or a, a different perspective on tiktok where we build something um we bring something that might build your life and uh, encourage you um thank you for all the creatives that um encourage us on tiktok thank you for your time this is lp landry and this was a dm a therapist Uh, out of our Overcome Cafe Tales of Mind, Body, and Relationship podcast. Have a good one. Stay driven and vulnerable. <laughs>